Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Check for bugs. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. And this week I'm joined by Chris Scott. Hello, Chris. Hello, Brett. What's up? Not much. You have the rare distinction of being captain of an episode. Oh, of being what able is, to pick the episode. That? Yeah, that we talk. I forced you to watch this. Well, usually I give people, like, a list of 12 sitcoms, yeah. and they pick from one. Or if you come later in the 12-episode cycle, you might only have, like, four or five. Right. But if someone comes to me and they're like, I want to do this I, with passion. I, I did. And it, and it piques my interest, then I am on board. I did. Um, this week, we are traveling to October 31st, 1984, Halloween. The Terminator ruled the box office. Caribbean Queen No More Love on the Run by Billy Ocean topped the charts. And NBC aired the It's Your Move episode, Pajama Party. Chris, you must have seen Pajama Party I before today. I am sure, yes, I definitely saw it before today, because I watched every episode of It's Your Move so when it what aired. what is It's Your Move? Because this yes. is, again, a show that only lasted 18 episodes. 18 episodes, 18 fine episodes, and um, after episode 14, they revamped the entire thing <laughs> and for four episodes, and it didn't work. Um... It's Your Move is the story of uh, Matthew, um, played by a very young Jason Bateman. Very young Jason very Bateman. Very just after um, uh, Silver Spoons, I guess. Because he, he played yeah. Derek, the friend on Silver Spoons, as kind of the charming scamp. How long did Silver Spoons last? I don't know. See, I, I don't like, know. Four seasons or something. Was he a maybe? regular on that he show? He was a regular. Oh, wow. But so not, he like, was even younger than this? Yeah, but, like, I watched uh, a clip. Um, and it's basically the same age, just slightly younger. And it's the same character from the clips. I oh, watched. he's a little conniving schemer? A little conniving schemer. He's, Matthew is a conniving schemer. I think it was like post... When did um, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day Out came out, come out? I feel like... Was that like 86? Oh, so maybe it was, this was I feel before. like this might be proto. Before. Because it feels like it's that. The, 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 scheme, the kid who's the schemer. He feels... He's yeah. very Zach Morris. Yeah. He's very yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yes. It's all that era. He has, he has all these schemes going on. Uh, the eighties was a decade of schemes. young of young white uh, men yep, doing yep. schemes uh, from Wall Street down <laughs> to here. Uh, and he had a single mom and an older sister, Julie. Yeah, I, I, who is the like? What is the mother's deal? Do they ever address why she is single? 
Not that and I also remember. Ready to mingle. Um, I did just re recently watch the. Pi- I'm spare, like trying to remember anything that happened. It. I did recently watch the pilot. Definitely, she has some financial problems. Okay. Um, and it doesn't happen in this episode, but Matthew, aka Jason Bateman, regularly will secretly slip money into his mom's wallet. Wait, that he gets from where? He from he cons? does all these. He has all these cons and Jeez. these schemes, these businesses he runs. Um. Like, he'll sell test papers and things, and uh, and he'll just secretly slip her money if he, she thinks, oh, I just discovered this money. Oh, uh, wow. So it's kind of that sweet edge to that. Like, his mom does not know yeah. that he's a con artist. And then in the pilot, Norman, uh, Norman the, Lamb moves in across the hall, because that's where Matthew and his friends would run all their schemes across okay. the hall, so they got upset that it finally uh, actually got, got sold or got rented. Wait, um, they would have they would run schemes. Of yeah, the, the, the pilot episode is the fact <laughs> they have to break into the apartment to get all the stuff they have stored under the floorboards. <laughs> um, yeah, and and Norman immediately picks up on what Matthew is like. Yeah, and so I, the original, like a lot of the episodes, are kind of um, uh, Norman foiling Matthew's unethical plans. Norman is picks up on it, knows how to work the system, also, but is ethical. Yeah, mostly. So, how was this show marketed that you were in on it, like, I when it aired? Because you were the target yeah, audience. Yeah, I was definitely the target yeah. audience, yeah, because I'm old. Um, <laughs> well, but this was a market, like, middle like yeah. middle school. Yeah, like, I would have been 12. Yeah. Uh, 12, 13, 13. Um, uh, and I don't know. I think it was just, like, oh, it was this had come with kids. Yeah. And they definitely highlighted him, because he is definitely the main he's character. He's the star. He's he is the move. He's the titular mover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot of adult also, like... It is very weird. I'm always very taken aback when I see a, like, primetime network sitcom that is predominantly kids. Yeah. Because usually, like, usually it's a family... Usually the way you get kid action is it's also, like, there are parents. And right. And the parents are, like, right. fully dimensional, like characters that get jokes and stuff. Right. The parents always come in at the end and give a message. Yeah. That did not happen in the show. It's very interesting. This seems more like a Saturday morning cartoon. It does. Not cartoon. But yeah, like it feels like a um, uh, family, right now would be ABC Family or Disney Channel. better written Saved by the Bell. Sure. (laughs) I would definitely say that. Like an actual like well-written Saved by the Bell. Um, uh, Yeah, and that's, and he has his friend Eli. Yeah. Who is the slightly overweight, dumb kid. And fun fact, uh, Eli was played by Adam Sadowski, who went to my high school after the show. And he was like, he was the first like celebrity I knew and was friends with. I'm going to, and now I'm going to put air quotes, friends with. We were acquaintances. (laughs) And he was only there for like one year. Um, Much like the show. But he he also, he was in your life for two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For two seasons, (laughs) uh, barely. Um, two, two nine month blocks. Uh, for life cancel. For life, and I don't know what he does now. He's on uh, Twitter. I'm sure he's he's on Twitter, probably. Um, <laughs> I never, yeah. have, of course, I'd never heard of no this show heard of this because, show. no one, like, did. yeah, we all, but we all have our one season wondery yeah. shows. Yeah. I loved. Well, Boston Common lasted more than one season, but I yeah, love, I love Boston Common. I liked Union Square. Oh, my yeah. like late nineties yeah. uh, ABC musty TV failed shows. Uh, but I mean, like you say, Jason Bateman, and I'm like, I'm in. I want to yeah. see that. And he's charming, and he it is remarkable how he looks. Both he looks the exact the same, same, exact same. Uh, just yeah, just 
tinier and with, with tighter skin. <laughs> tighter skin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening, uh, Mr. Bateman, you, yeah. you still have good skin. Yeah, but it's, it's like, back then, it's a bit But yeah, so let's get yeah. into it. Let's uh, get into this episode. This, yeah, this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be talking about the It's Your Move episode, Pajama Party. It is the fifth episode of season one, the yeah. only season. Yeah. And was written by Fred Fox Jr. and directed by John Pasquin. Here's how IMDb describes the episode. Matt's party plans are ruined after Julie hijacks the apartment for her slumber party. Realizing the revenge potential of Julie's slam book, he schemes to discover its hiding place. Chris, how accurate is that? That is, that is the entire episode. That is the entire, entire episode. There are no... The there are They're really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I guess, some side things within those plots. Yeah. But there are more bits for different people, like... But everyone kind of gets like a showcase of their bit. Their and bit. They move on. But yeah, yeah. It, there's nothing. Ha- it is the entire part. The entire episode takes place in their living room. Yeah. The hallway between and Norman's living room. Yeah. So the very first thing we see is the opening credits. Yep. Which, if you just watching <laughs> the opening credits, I would be like, "This is a game show." Yes. It, it sounds... Ch- it sounds like it's game show music. It's a checkerboard. No it's a checkerboard. It's called It's Your Move. move. Yeah. It's totally... <laughs> Which I guess maybe they're leaning into they're, that. They're, they are. They're like, you know, oh, it's the characters are making moves against yeah. each other. Named Norman and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And after 14 episodes, they couldn't sustain it. Um, but yeah, that's all it is. It's checkerboards, music, and like uh, shots yeah, of the individual characters. They zoom in, they, like, they zoom in, and it stills. Yeah, I think they're all stills. They the characters, like they do the thing, like yep. Julie. Julie's like at a mirror. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> um, I also noted they did not. Uh, so when the episode starts, they jump right into it. They don't do credits. Like they don't do oh. like written by, directed yeah, by, yeah, 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 yeah. by. Yeah. That all comes at the very end, which I did not realize until the end of it. I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. There are those things. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. They just wanted to get you right to the end. They wanted to jump right After like into... a two minute song, music thing with just a checkerboard and static images. <laughs> with really slow close ups of things. Like, there's like... nothing going on. And then it like comes in. And then like the name comes up and then it, it zooms, zooms in out. a little bit yeah. and it zooms back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would take someone now with like uh, video software editing five minutes. Yeah, that's a make. very like rudimentary. Yeah, it would be like, oh, expand that picture, shrink it. Yep. But the theme, the theme song is very much like, do, 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 And then it like, cuts into the, the bridge or whatever. They're like, you know exactly where it, it's going to pick up. Like, you can feel it. You're like, I know yeah. what the music's about to do. I can't even do it, but. <laughs> so the episode starts uh, and Julie and Matthew are basically, are they're arguing over who's going to get the apartment. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, Matt has sent Julie um, the, the weirdness of Julie shows up and goes, oh, I... Well, I got it. I just don't know why I had to go all the way to East L.A. to get Senora Sanchez's tasty tortillas. Because they fly the best! <laughs> he grabs the tortillas and starts throwing them like a frisbee in the out in the hallway between the apartments. Because they're good. They're the ones you throw. Yeah, yeah, they're good ones to throw, which is basically like he was distracting her because they're cleaning the apartment because they both want the apartment for their yeah, parties. Because he, he, he's like, if I clean the apartment, apartment. mom will come home and right. she'll be like so grateful that yeah. she'll give me the apartment. And that's definitely the relationship with his mom all the time. It's like he does nice things for her, but he's also scamming her. So it's like he wants, she wants to have a pajama party. Right. He wants to have all of his guy friends over to watch the Millers, Millers. which are the neighbors that he has, like, puppet-mastered into... Yes. A, like, entrapment. Yeah, Mrs. Miller is having an affair with the pizza boy. You see, in Friday's episode, Mr. Miller's coming home from his business trip. And what he doesn't know is that we've intercepted his letter saying he's coming home early. So when the pizza boy comes over for his usual delivery... 
<laughs> well, you never know what's going to happen when you tune into the Millers. Because yeah. that's how people tell. Even in 84, you would send a letter saying, I'm coming home, home early. I'm not going to call, honey. No. So I'll be home on Tuesday at 9.30. <laughs> Hopefully this letter gets to you. You, before. <laughs> you would have to be like, hey, I'm leaving in a week, so right. I'll send the letter now. now so she'll have it a couple days. Like, jeez, yeah. just call. Yeah. But anyways, Jason, um, Matthew's going to have his friends over, and they're going to watch the drama. Yeah, which he says it's more interesting than Dynasty, yeah. which is a dig at Dynasty, which was airing on the other network. Oh, at the same, at the same time. time? Yeah. Uh, nice. I did, like, the research, like, the reason the show did not succeed is because Dynasty was, was the number one show, and this just <sighs> obliterated it. Uh, so that must have been, like, definitely the writers going, like, yeah. well, this is then we're, we're screwed. Getting so. a dig in at yeah. episode five, they know. Uh, so this is, like, I was expecting Matthew to be just, like, a little schemer. Yeah. I was not expecting Julie... To be to equally push back, yeah, yeah. Because when the mom comes home, she, like he's like, I've mopped or I've, I've vacuumed. I'm so sweet. Oh, and and she's like, of course. But then Julie busts out the crying card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julie, dear, what's wrong? <laughs> All my friends have pajama parties. And they're really fun. We get to talk about our neat moms and stuff. And well, I told my friends I'd have one this weekend, but what? Matt wanted his friends over, and I don't want to ruin his fun, but I just... Oh, I don't know. And his face is, like, very surprised. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's weird. This is, what, this episode five? Yeah. Uh, and they even talk about that this is the turn. This is the fine time Julie finally won. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot watching it. I realize, like, how much stuff they, like, have... Firmly established in four episodes. Oh, okay. Um, that now they're playing against. <laughs> yeah, because this is the one, like, they have this whole thing of where he's like, I've had 14 years right, of winning. Right, she right. says, like, you have 14 years of winning. Right. Uh, she really is rubbing it in, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she, I mean, she does win. She, she gets, does. She gets the her, apartment. She he gets has it. to go over and hang out with Norm. Well, yeah, and that's weird. Because then the mom, like, because then... Uh, uh, Julie gets it so that Matthew can't even hang around and has to be in the apartment across the way. It's weird to be sent to stay in your mom's boyfriend's apartment. <laughs> well, While they're going on a they're date. They're going on a date. It's like, we need, we seem an empty space to right. put you. <laughs> right. And they've only been dating for four weeks. Yeah. TV, I mean, I don't know how much TV, t- in TV world. Well, I will say my parents... This this is not. My parents, <laughs> my parents met uh, and were married within three weeks. All right, well, great. And, uh, I'm sure if one of them had kids, they'd be like, "Yeah, go ahead." Well, my mom here. had a daughter, great, and, cute. and like within those three weeks, my sister was already like staying at his house and was signing all of her school papers with his last name. And they were like, great. "What's going on?" And she's like, "I don't <laughs> know why she's doing that." And then yeah. they got married anyway. So oh, well, uh, so I think it, I really this is based this is this is grounded grounded sitcom <laughs> reality reality. I wanted to say like I like the set. The apartments both look like apartments. Yes. They both look like also very specifically LA to, apartments. They look like LA apartments. The hallway in between is an open outdoor yes. hallway. Yeah. Um, um, and both of them are essentially like one room, or like they're yeah, not a living room. Yeah. Like, I think... it's not like an expand. Like you, you get the idea that you're basically seeing most of it. Yes. When yes. You go you see into the kitchen. Um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel overly expansive. Yeah. Um, this isn't like a friends yeah. situation. It was interesting seeing like again, like I don't want to talk about the pilot because we didn't watch the pilot, but when they first show you Norm's Norman's apartment, it's empty. Yeah. For the pilot. But it's so clearly they also did built it so it looks like 
the apartment. Um, uh, uh, he's a professional. He's a writer. Okay. Um, that does also substitute teaching. Um, does he also substitute teach? Yes. Oh, I think, I think in episode two. So school uh, hijinks. Yeah. There so was there are other there. sets on this show. Besides. There are other sets. There are definitely other sets. <laughs> And when we get done, we have to talk about the two-parter just for a second. We'll oh, talk yeah. about that at the end. Just because it, I, everyone should watch that also for how It has its it own segment in the uh, Wikipedia page. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's absurd. Um, uh, so while the mother is like basically sits down with Julie and he's just like, you know, back with my... We used to all get together <laughs> and we would, we would call up one of our teachers and we would say, we're from the electric company and we just want to know if your refrigerator was running. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, they would say, sure, yeah. And we would say, well, why don't you go and catch it? <laughs> She's laughing at herself. Like, guess part of it is like, oh, you... And we asked for them to check if their t- refrigerator is running. I guess we're supposed to be laughing already at how dumb yeah, it is, because yeah. we already know. Uh, come up with a new phone prank. I mean, that prank I mean, that prank was already old in 1984. Yeah. I mean, it was old... You're way old in 1984. Yeah. Doesn't even make... And it's one of those pranks that makes no sense to anybody. Yeah. Why well, like, the electric company call? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why would they, why would they call about the lights? I could tell the lights are on. Why would I be checking the refrigerator? Yeah. Well, it's just my refrigerator. Then it's a breaker. I would, why would electric company... Yeah. Um, so Julie says what we do yeah. is they do slam books. Slam books. They all get around. They all write down all the yeah. like, things like, who's stinky? Who's ugly? As someone who was a kid in the 80s, Slam books were huge. No, I'd never heard of a slam book. Really? Because uh, I mean, it's basically a Mean Girls. Yeah, it's mean also girls. Like yeah, burn yeah. book, yeah. slam book. Yeah. I mean, I had never heard of that until Mean Girls. Because right. again, I the circles I ran in didn't do that. No, we would just talk about it. Yeah. Nice <laughs> blogs. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. that's what. Uh, have you seen Love Simon? That no, I have. Modern high school, like modern high schoolers now have like anonymous blogs. Yeah. According to at least that movie, Wait, I'm sure. No, Which was also but, written by an adult man, yeah, so like, who knows, who knows. right? <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, she's like, you don't want that to fall into the wrong hands. I've got it in a secret hiding place, where even a highly motivated psychotic couldn't find it. This is a weird specific, the psychotic yeah. part. <laughs> like, I know she's digging it at Matthew, but then it's weird she doesn't actually make eye contact with him about it. Like, yeah. she's telling him, I'm calling you a psychotic. It's just like a weird thing that, I don't know. We cut to Matthew going... Eyebrows raised, like, oh, I have an idea. Here's the plot of the episode. episode. Coming at you. <laughs> We've done the setup. Now the plot. I also wrote down that uh, Julie, we see Julie reading an 80s teen magazine that's yep. called, like, Hot Magazine. Yep. And Madonna's on the cover, I do believe. Yeah. I like that. Like, Madonna was hip. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like any, like, I like how 80s. It's very. I mean, it's very 1984. It's very 1984. Um, it's very, you know, it's very Stranger Things. Yep. You know, but authentically so. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, it does feel. I realized over this last Christmas that the '80s, I think, is the most Christmassy decade. Oh. When I think of like did, yeah. Christmas, it sure. feels very much like sure. a thick sweater. Yeah. You know, a lot think, of tans. I think the '80s, the '80s styles fit well with Christmas. Yeah. Feeling and and it, it just uh, and it's I mean it's also probably because like my youngest Christmas memories are of the eighties sure, so like sure. there's that also yeah. but I'd be interested to go through uh, Christmas movies see because I think like Christmas Ooh. Vacation is yeah. like, very much I think that when, is what year Christmas looks eighty eighty eight oh, okay yeah 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 um, and then like Home Alone is ninety yeah. and like both yeah. of those are like they, both those feel very yeah, like 
I was gonna say like more of them feel more of the movies feel early '90s to me, hmm. but I'm guessing like Christmas Vacation might have been like the kickoff yeah. of the more of the Christmas coming out Christmas movies, yeah. family funny Christmas comedies. So I just, I, I really yeah. respond to the '80s look. Like when I watched yeah. Stranger Things uh, season two, really, and I think that's also because season one debuted. When did it like our basically shit got worse. <laughs> like for yeah, our current yeah, yeah, landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so was... Stranger Things season two was more of this like escape for me, right? And we're like watching it, and just being like, I, I mean, I was born in '84, so I don't have memories of that, but like, I was raised in like that, uh, the immediate uh, fallout of that. I know you have a very strong response. I have a, my, my, yeah, because uh, fun fact, uh, Will the character, Will the character on Stranger Things. And I share a birthday. Oh, whoa. Uh, March 22nd, 1971. Oh, jeez. Day and year. <laughs> so, like, we were like, oh, you relate to Stranger Things? Why so? It's like, I, that was my... <laughs> exactly. I lived, not that world, but, like, I was that age yeah. at that time. Like, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I guess, I guess I'm kind of like that with Everything Sucks, which ain't coming back. So, I yeah. guess not, you know, whatever. Uh, Actually, they're like a year older than me. But anyway, uh, yeah. So, so he goes out. Uh, we get one scene with Ernie Sabella. I, I, I don't. And yeah, the he plays the super. Yeah, because like he's out there like like sweeping up. Yeah, and he also knows about Matthew's scheming. Like he's yeah. really another person who uh, is, Matthew's always scheming against and whatever, trying to foil the plans. But in this episode, is there just to be a punching bag? Yeah. Has no reason. <laughs> like, people just, like, make fun of him as a human being. Yeah. Not for right, when he is on all fours cleaning up dirt. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Two of the girls walk up and go like, What is that? I think it's a man. This <laughs> is so mean. And, and Jason and Matthew says, Oh, I, that sound, maybe that sound is the sound of the dog that in your stomach after it wandered into your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like, just. That character, I, I don't know. Is he normally that poetic? He's, like, he was very I, it was weird. weird. Very weird, written yeah. and played. I don't know, he's not in the pilot. He's not in the first two episodes. Oh. So I recently watched the first two episodes, and I don't think I've watched past that episode. It's the double episode. He's not in the double episode. I so don't come know. come and go. I don't, yeah, I think they, I don't know why. So, among the girls that go into the party that yes. are there for the pajama uh, party, yes. one of them is a nerdy girl named Debbie. Debbie. Played by but Justine Bateman. Bateman. A young, young Justine Bateman. Yep. And I <laughs> wanted to bring... Well, she says she was only invited because she was, like, also at the table. Right. And so they felt bad and, like, we can come too. Yeah. This... So, her introduction starts a runner in this episode. <laughs> they say the phrase, bearhead, <laughs> probably a solid... 24 times. Yep. Yeah, yeah. you guys go to all those pep rallies together. They're wearing their cute little cheerleader outfits while you're wearing that... Uh, what, what's it called again? Bearhead. <laughs> so don't... Do not take a drink every time I say bearhead. Yeah. It is clearly somebody, like, pitched in the writer's room. Like, oh, uh, what, what, what? What should she... She's the mascot. What, what is she doing? Uh, let's just say she wears a bear head. And they laughed. Yeah. And they just kept laughing. And had no context on whether or not it was actually funny later on. No. No. Because they just, they say it 
so oh, much. Can I get a smaller bear? You know what it's like to wear a bear head? I'm gonna ask for a lighter bear head. Well, you just can't be too careful with someone who wears a bear head. And I know that if I ask for a lighter bear head, then maybe I can get a lighter bear head? No, wait a minute. Um, back to the bear head. Maybe I can't get into it without the bear head. We'll get you a lighter bear head. And it keeps coming back. Yeah, Like, yeah. it's in that, then, like, later on, well, it's in that scene. Yeah. She even, like, Julie even whispers, like, we'll get you a smaller bear, bear head. head. Yeah. So much bear head. <laughs> it's her game. It's her game. She wants a smaller, she wants a lighter bear head. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, her neck hurts, and uh, it's full of wire mesh, and makes her face... Look like a waffle, yeah. yeah. And so uh, Matthew wants to like basically like conspire with her right. and go in there, get that burn book, get right. the slam book. And she's like, no, they're my friends, but I still need to stand up for myself. Well, Matthew even has this quick thing of like, I, we can do, I don't about know. this? You find out where my sister keeps her slam book. On Monday, I take it to the printer. He's giving me a bulk rate. We print off 803 copies and sell it for a small profit. <laughs> That's just off the top of my head. Yep. Uh, he says specifically... Get a, get a bulk print. Go, take it to, I think, he says, take it to my printer. Yeah. And get a bulk rate. There's a, a big thing on Matthew is all these connections. He's yeah. all these connections with people. So where would Matthew be today? In the White House right now? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's a real grifter. Uh, he would have already been fired. Now, um. Who in the current administration is he most like? Uh, I, no, I think actually Matthew in, uh. In the ninety, oh he no he would have washed out in uh, the real estate boom. Oh, the bubble after two thousand one. Uh, that would have been it. That would have been it. Yeah, in two thousand. Yeah, like two thousand eight, he would be in prison now for <laughs> for fraud, for mortgage fraud. See, there's that's a revival. Is, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's... yeah, that that's the him getting out of prison now. It's gonna seem like Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like, it was interesting watching him because the way we know Jason Bateman, well, I guess this is kind of an Ozark prequel in a way, maybe. I don't know. I've not watched Ozark, but I know that that's the kind of character he plays. It feels a little closer to, like, I mean, in the, in the yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. Because um, Arrested Development, he, like, most of the time, for most of the 2000s, he played just, like, the straight man the straight who's always, man, like, reacting. Even in Gang right. Night, which I just saw, like, you know, he's very the straight man. And this is, he's playing a character in yeah. this. Like, it's still the same yeah. kind of vibe, but he's has a point of view and he's, it's Even unusual. in Ozark, it's, he's reactionary. Okay. He's reacting to all this. I think, like, even, like, Michael Bluth, uh, even when he does, like, weird conny things, gets trapped into them. Yeah. But it's always reacting to somebody else's thing that now he feels like, oh, I have to do this thing. Um, and so he plays a lot of those characters. Uh, no, but this, but Matthew is proactive. Yeah. He's... He's, He's super pro because then we find out what his actual plan is, and yep. he has bugged the apartment. Yep. Uh, uh, well, basically, he's in Norm's apartment, Norman's apartment, and Norma comes out, and he's like, "You bugged," and he's yeah. like, "Because he's know. sitting in front of a huge reel to reel, huge reel to reel, reel player, which I think is just like not even connected to anything. No, and just a reel to reel. And yeah. he has like a little like controller thing next to him on like some books. Yeah. Uh, and he's listening to him talking, and basically. You are bugging your sister's pajama party? No, Norman, this is a record of stupid girls talking. <laughs> so I thought it was a funny yeah, line. <laughs> there's, there's, like, occasionally, like, good zingers. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask, yeah. how easy is it to bug an apartment <sighs> I with know. two bugs? Two bugs. He has two bugs. They're both, we established later, they're, like, wireless bugs. Yeah. They're tiny, also tiny. Because one is on a piece of wax free. Yeah, one is, like, maybe, maybe inside it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but still, um, very clear audio recording. Yeah, very clear audio recording. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, and the, the other, other one, one is on a medal. Is on like a um, like a an athletic gold medal sort yeah. of thing. You'd win like like for doing a marathon or something. No, I don't. There's there's no reality there. No, and not but no. they would establish Matthew's kind of character. Would already have these on hand. Oh yeah, he would already have all this equipment. He would always have this. He would have this equipment. He's done some other con where he needed to do it. <laughs> but this is not new to him. He's he knows how all this works. Now, so he's listening because he wants to find out where the slam book is. Find out where the slam book is. My initial thought was, oh, he's like fuck the slam book. I'm just going to record their them. Yeah. conversation and sell cassette tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like is way more incriminating than the slam book. Slam book could be pretty faked, yeah. So, but he that is not the thing. No. And it isn't even, I mean, I guess it is clear he is actually recording them right. on tape. Yeah. But he never mentions. He never mentions, like, I'm going to play this tape to people. No. No. I thought that was very weird. Point. I think they never mentioned the tape. Yeah. The tape, I think, made kind of the directing and how they figure out, like, how do we indicate that he's listening and so forth. Yeah. And then there's a moment at the end. Um, it wasn't until the very end when he actually like took it off and off threw it away. Was, oh no, he was, was recording, recording a thing, yeah, yeah. but he never saw yeah. he never saw the value in having. I, I think it's a hole that they never like looked in the script. And I then on the set, turn the, around. right? Yeah, tight, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> okay. the set, they were like, "How do we make it look like he's well?" There's tape. There's tape. Yeah. Um, and there's like a there's a Watergate reference at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when... they're more, more than one bug, right? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Uh, so Norm comes out. He is it Norm or Norman? Uh, Norm. I think a full name Norman. But okay, I think they I... go back and forth. Okay, most people call so, him Norm. Cool, good yeah. with that. Norm comes out. And he's of course. Yeah. Turn that off. Yeah. But then he over clear. Here is... Norm is played by uh, what's his name? Um, uh, da 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 da. Looked it up. It is David Garrison. Yes. Um, who played. The first male neighbor in Married with Children before he left. And it's the same Steve crater. Rose. What? The is same it? Crater. There you go. So, yeah. There you go. So that's why. And yeah, so you can picture him in your head. Yeah. Uh, so he comes out and he's like, all about don't do this. This is bad. Bad. He overhears the mother talking about yeah. him and he's like, well, hold on hold a second. second. Well, let me go change this sweater yeah. to the blue one. Oh, right. His mom says, I hope he. I hope he wears his blue sweater tonight. He is so sexy and blue. I just melt. Yeah. It's just a weird state. I don't know. A very weird state, but also to say to your daughter and her yeah. friends yeah. that are over yeah. hanging out. Did you, So how many pajama parties did you have at that age? I think I I went through probably, I don't know. pajama party phase? I, I did not, uh, I there were sleepovers. There were group sleepovers. I feel like it was also different for teenage boys. And teenage yeah, we didn't. We definitely didn't call it a pajama, pajama party. party. Yeah. Um, God, I would say my sister was a little bit older than me, probably had a pajama party. It was okay. a thing we called it. And were you annoying about that? Did you like scamper in Probably. and like, try to like cause yeah, trouble? I'm sure I did. Yeah. I'm sure I did. Yeah. <laughs> um I I would only I would only sleep over with my cousins. Up uh, yeah. because at that age I didn't have friends other than my cousins. Yeah, Boom. Boom. Um hey, I really oh. loved a good lock in in high school. Ooh, like yeah, we in. never got those. We do like the band like band fundraiser. I don't know yeah. money to have a lock in. I don't know. Um, or like church lock-ins yeah, yeah. at like the YMCA. Those were fun. Yeah. <sighs> good times. Yeah, good times. Oh, uh, what happened? But he's recording. He's um, recording. Yeah. He, Eli comes over. So he's he's recording. Here's a yeah. knock at the door across the hallway. Then yeah. he hears a noise. How could that be? Yeah! <laughs> Eli. Because <laughs> Eli is a punching bag on the show also. Yeah. He's sweet and nice. There's a real when he, when he overhears 
that they're having a uh, pajama when they're all getting into their pajamas. Yeah, yeah. He does a full-on cartoonish like yeah. lunge at the door and is like, yeah. "I'm at that age." Yeah. They literally they cut to uh uh like they have, they've cut to the pajama party and the girls are like, "Oh, let's put on our pajamas." And then you hear a noise, which is yeah. like, was that an earthquake? And then it's cut to uh, Eli, one like two hands on the doorknob, yeah. body stressed out, with Matthew grabbing one outstretched <laughs> leg. Uh, <laughs> this is the first time, that it was very incongruous to me, because the word pajama is not sexy. No. So... No, when, when they I said let's get into our pajamas and that all like, happened, woo! it was just like yeah, it's pre-internet. It really heightened how like mundane the word pajama is. Yeah. but yes. then when you see them, like yeah, like they're all, well, they're like they're like baby doll dresses. Yeah, like things. they're all wearing yeah. like little shirts. Like you can see like their legs, it's and like right. you can see like where that is sexy to those like teenage yeah. boys and stuff. But the word pajama Jama is, is so not like whoa, like, woman's wearing pajamas. Ooh, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like all in on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so then that's when the uh, the the, the yeah. metal right. Gets. Well, Norm goes over there. Oh, it's somewhere. Yeah, the 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 metal gets the metal, which is the bug has the bug in it gets buggy, gets fuzzy, and so Matthew has to go over uh, to and like, fix it. Uh, and his excuse is like, "I'm looking for my toothbrush." Brush, yeah. Uh, but then he gets really he gets over there and gets really distracted. He's really, distracted. Like, he has a He like yeah. He was like. Why would I come over to see girls in sexy peach pajamas with soft white lace? Because it's uh, it was very like, okay, Uh, he's really on the nose. I do love the little turn there because you think like, oh, he because Stephanie, I think it is, is wearing the medal. Who's the one he wanted? He he wanted like earlier, like that he wanted. And he's, like, talking to her, and, and she's like, oh, do you mind if I'm wearing this? And he's like, no, but... It's, just like, it's tradition that the person who wears the medal has to go out with the person who wore it last. Uh, I don't know why he didn't say the person who won it. Yeah. Because, anyways... Oh, no, this is why, because he says, the person who wore it last, and she's like, that's fine. It's very flirtatious. So he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted, yeah. but then he says, Eli wore it last. And she flips out and takes, takes it off. Yeah. Because, see, here's with Matthew, even being with, with a woman, even love is less important than the scam. you got to get that scheme gotta going. got to get the scheme going. The scheme is the important thing. You can't yeah. be distracted by a pretty lady. He's very good. You know, she bats your eyelashes. you got to stay on focus. Maybe he wouldn't get caught in the financial. In the he might not. He, he might, might not. Snuck. He might have slide through. He might be in, like, the Caribbean right yeah. now. He might be with a Caribbean queen. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> no more love on the run. <laughs> so he goes back. Uh... And then he overhears the thing that turns. Yes. They're about to get the slam book. About to get the slam book. Well, they, oh, after he leaves, they're all making fun like, of they're it. They're like, ah, how could you live with him? He's sleazy. He wore like toothbrush. Ah, oh, he's so gross. Boy, Julie, I really don't know how you can stand to live with him. He's my brother. I, I love him. And it's very tender. It's very tender. Very sweet. Like, yeah, it's like sincere. And she does it like, yeah, just like he's my brother. I love Obviously. Him. I mean, obviously, we are locked right. in a never-ending battle of wits. Right. But, yeah. I love it. Mean, clearly, it's like, who's on top? Who's winning? Who's, clearly, you know? It's been his move for a right, while, and right. it is now my move. Right. And it'll be his move next week. It's like it's like the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Where they have to start targeting <laughs> each other as assassins, and then they start dating, and... It's just so complicated. And they leave their... their uh, but they're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see... Does the mother ever make moves? 
Well, um, I don't uh, know, but in episode 14, she discovers his scams. Yeah. And he stops doing them. So that's her. She makes the big move. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. makes the big move. I, I watched, yeah, I just like read that on Wikipedia. Yeah. They're like, that's the turn. And then for the next four episodes, they've removed the premise that he does schemes. And it's just, I, I without just that, it is just, it is, I don't know what it no, is. No, I know, I know. It's nothing. I have no idea what the plots are. So, yeah, so that's like the, that is it. That's it's, it. Is he then like, well, this is a, the burn book is, and he hits stop. Yeah, he turns it off, off. Throws it away. the tapes, throws them in the garbage. Picks up the phone. Picks up the phone, calls the pizza place. Is that, is that Miller order out? Ten minutes. And he gets a grin, like, still gonna be able to watch my Miller drama. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Music. Music. Well, then credits. Credits, finally, yeah. Finally who yeah. Wrote, uh, yeah. wrote and directed it, and then it credits. Uh, but then we get at the end. Uh, and I will, uh, I will save this for the next segment, because it ties into it. Okay. So we can move on to some must-have facts. Oh, okay. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I'll do this first. Uh, so oh, under over the opening credit, or over the closing credits, because this is on YouTube, so it's from a VHS tape. Yes. It runs through oh the God. lineup for the rest of the night. Yep. Which I, it was Give Me a Break, Mama's Family, and Hunter. Uh, and it, it does the fun thing where it's like, I'm, uh, I wish I wrote it all down. It's like, oh, give me a break. Coming up on Give Me a Break, Nell receives a gift with strings attached. Will she let herself be tugged? And on Mama's Family, it's an express line to laughter when Mama gets a job at a supermarket. Then all the jury members are being murdered on Hunter. Can Dee Dee and Hunter stop the vengeful parolee tonight? So I thought that was interesting because I think that means this was a rerun of this episode. Oh, okay. Because when I looked it up, the NBC's Wednesday Night Fall lineup at this time Mm -hmm. was, and see if this rings any bells for you. Yep. It was uh, the hour-long Highway to Heaven. Sure. At 8. And then it was Facts of Life and It's Your Move. Yep. And then St. Elsewhere. Oh. That was the Wednesday Night Fall lineup. But it it was shuffled around, because it was on Wednesday night for the most part, and then it was gone for a while, then it came back on Saturdays, I think, and then it was on... Saturday the Death. All all over the place on Saturday. Right, right. So I think this might have been from a, like, rerun of it on Saturday, which is why that lineup was different. Uh, And also, not surprising, I watched all of it, because I was a big St. Elsewhere fan. Oh, so they really, they wrote you in. yeah. What was Highway to Heaven? Highway to Heaven? Highway to Heaven was, um, oh god, why can't I think of his name? The father from, um, Little House on the Prairie. 
Right. Uh, it's going to kill me. I can't think of his name right now. Everyone who's listening to this is yelling at me. Look it up. Um, uh, he played an angel <laughs> who traveled the roads and helped people with their lives. So it's kind of like the Incredible Hulk with an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Highway to Heaven, an American television drama series. Sorry, Michael Landon. No, is it yeah. Michael Landon? Yep, Michael Landon. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's say, oh, five seasons. Yeah, it was a, episodes. It was a huge show. Yeah, it was okay. a huge show. Highway to Heaven was... It is weird. Like, um, we remember sitcoms yeah. from all eras, but the dramas are the ones dramas that get really un- get lost. Unless they are, like, in particular things. Like, like Well, yeah, unless things. you're, like, you know, Hill Street Blues singing. Unless right. you're, like, the right. big one. Yes. But, like, uh, Highway to Heaven, less than 111 episodes. Yeah. I'd never really heard of it. It's um, crazy. I mean, it was, like... I mean, it was... Not good? Uh, if you wanted to feel good... I mean, it, it was in the seventh heaven. Uh, it was Christian. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but it was the what? family. It was a, it was a, it was the family hour. Yeah, it was it the was family the... hour. It was like watch the your family. Your yeah, family, learn a good lesson. It's weird that that was the family hour and not Facts of Life and It's Your Move. Yeah, like it's weird that these two sitcoms were sandwiched in between two dramas. Both the both both the those sitcoms were a little more edgy. Well, yeah. A little schemey? A little schemey, a little, I mean, uh, Facts of Life dealt with, like, important life messages. Have you done Facts of Your Life yet? No. Oh, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah. I've never really watched Facts of Life. Oh. Uh, the 80s are a weird era for me, because I am just too young to have watched a lot of those shows, right. but then also none of them were old enough to then be in reruns by the time right. I was... So there are things <laughs> like... Well, like, New Heart, which I'm just not watching for the first time, but, like, that was not on Nick at Night when I was a kid. I remember it being on, on, and I didn't, my parents didn't watch it, so I didn't watch it. Uh, And there are things like Facts of Life, like Charles in Charge, all those shows that I just didn't, uh, Here's the Boss. My parents didn't watch it, I didn't watch it. Um, and I, my parents didn't watch much. Or they watched a lot of TV, but I don't think they, they weren't really, like, picky choosers. Yes. Um, I, I would pilot us, I think. Yeah. TGIF. I watched everything. And then I, yeah, and then I watched way too much, as evidenced by having this show. <laughs> um, so the ratings for this episode, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Like, no obviously, one, not they, good enough. They weren't good. Not they good enough. They weren't good. At all. Sandwiched between two successful shows. It is weird. I'm sure like, there was a dip off, and then a, and I'm sure there was a dip, and then a peak back up. So weird. Yeah. That all those <laughs> other shows did really well, well yeah. and that one didn't. I mean, I, and... I think clearly with the revamp was there must have been feedback or at least the studio thought. Yeah. No one wants to see this kid con everyone. Con everyone. And I think like the revamp is probably him doing using his smarts, but for good. See, I feel like this show, because of that edge, maybe should have been paired with like a night court. Yeah, yeah. Because Night Court was also on at this time. Yeah, if you put a little more budget into it, a little Little, because it, it feels a little more subversive. <laughs> yes, because it does feel like a Saved by the Bell, but actually with well, like well written. Yeah, like yeah. comparatively, like yeah. this isn't a great written show. No, no, but, but like, it is could, definitely better than there, like yeah, there are jokes that yeah. work. Yeah, um, it's definitely better than a Saturday definitely some smart show. under it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so the top five shows of the season, just to give an idea of what was hot during the eighty four eighty five season. Five was Family Ties. Right, yeah. Four was 60 Minutes. Three was The Cosby Show. Two Dallas and one Dynasty. Yeah. So. Yeah. You can see where it does not fit in. Do you know when Family Ties started? 
84? Started 84? No, I mean, this is, it's or probably early, right? Early, this, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Because part of me wonders if this is also like, uh, we need an Alex P. Keaton. Oh, yeah. If that's what this character... Um... Uh, it started in 83. Right. Or, eight, no, 82, 82, 83, 82. Yeah, so it might have been, like, because Alex, Alex P. Keaton was a character that took off. Yeah. Like, he was that. He drove the success of, um... I could see where he's a little bit Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, I could see, like, yeah. Harder edge, though, right? Harder, like, a little harder, a little, like, yeah. A little more, a little more schemy. A little Take more a drink every time we say schemy. Episode, <laughs> schemy and bearhead. It is, yeah. <laughs> It is really weird to imagine the time when Dallas and Dynasty were the number yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, Knott's Landing was the big show. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom talking about how, like, you know, you don't go to the mall. It was, like, Friday night yeah. or whatever. Like, the malls are empty on Friday night because everyone's got to be home and watch right. Knott's Landing. Right. Which, I guess, was another spinoff of those yep. shows. Yep. It was one of those, uh, people love those big family, and let's watch a lot, a lot of rich yeah. people. a lot of rich people with, like, oil yeah. dramas. Yeah. Was Dynasty a spinoff of Dallas? No, they... I think it was separate. Okay. I don't, I don't remember. They're all... They're all... <laughs> they're, they're all they're, the I have no way, I cannot tell you the difference between no. any of them. Dallas is oil, Dynasty is women fighting falcons, yeah. I do believe. <laughs> sure, yeah, they fight falcons. <laughs> um... That's all I know. Uh, so yeah, on IMDb, 11 users rated this 8.6. <laughs> All 11 of them. So 11. Uh, uh yeah. that's more than the Mary episode I did yeah. where no one had voted wow. for it, so putting a call out to people to go back and vote for that Mary episode. Would you say 8.6 is like a, a higher, lower? I would, I would put it lower than 8.6. What scale are we voting on? You're just like all of television. All television? <laughs> yeah, I'd put it that's... lower than that. <laughs> Definitely lower than that. I mean, in terms of like a sitcom. But of people who've watched it and are feel compelled to go vote on IMDb, yeah, 8.6 is right. <laughs> they like Isn't it enough. Like enough? You like it enough to actually go vote to on it? Very... To go rate it? Uh, it'd be weird <laughs> to watch this on YouTube and go like, eh, I'm going to go give this a five. Yeah. Give it a six. Like, right, I've seen better. I've seen I would better. Say it's six and a half. Yeah. Like if five is where I'm like, like, six and a half is enough for me to continue watching something. Like, watch the full episode. Oh, definitely, yeah. Five would be like, ugh. Halfway through, I'm like, I'm done. I see. I don't... I think that's... You, yeah, I, see, I can see that. One to three might be I'm watching it anyways because I hate it so much. <laughs> There's a real <laughs> bad spot between the three spot, and five. Five, yeah. You don't want to follow the four. Uh, uh, and we already talked about how the premise was changed. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing I want to know. Like, I... Yeah, I gotta watch, like, look at what that deal is about. Uh, how, like you think how the the thrill ride of being on a sitcom where like you're shooting that pilot second episode uh, you're like this is great right. firing all cylinders and then episodes start airing yeah yeah fast forward to like yeah. how demoralizing it is to, like the central premise of your show is now yeah we're taking it out for the final four episodes and we're burning it off in the summer yeah like, yeah because it yeah there was wasn't there like a gap there was like See, it right. was off for like a couple weeks or something uh, prob- I don't know probably um, uh, can we talk about the double episode? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, just oh. the prep, well, I mean, one reason why I think it's on the Wikipedia page is because the second part, the second half, was preempted by a Reagan speech. I don't know what the Reagan speech was. I've been trying to look it up, but and then I forgot. January, well, January 85. So was that like State of the Union? Maybe, but I think Wikipedia would say State of the Union. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Wikipedia. Was it supposed to air Whoever, back? Whoever's updating that page, <laughs> make it clear. 
Was it supposed to air back to back? And then I don't know. Was it like because the episodes aired in consecutive the, weeks? Yeah. Instead. Yes. Yes. You know, I think. Oh, maybe that's just what it was. It was because it was it like was, the twelfth and the nineteenth. Yeah. Of January yeah. Maybe it was supposed to be a double episode, and then uh, they bumped it back. Right. Right. What was it about? It was about so. Oh, the dregs. It was something. Yeah, the called. dregs of humanity. So it is about uh, Matthew is supposed to hire a band. He has $500 to hire a band for the school dance, like homecoming or something. That's a lot of money for a band. He's like, he has this like... That's a lot of money for a band I now. I think it's like, yeah, it's like 500 He's He has the money. He's excited. He has a band lined up. And Eli's gone sent to the bank to go get it. Um, and, uh, oh my God, I don't remember the whole thing, but Eli comes back to the bank and does not have the money. And, I, and when we're done, I want to play for you that scene. Uh, just because it's a funny bit. It's a funny bit. Uh, Eli has done something with the money. I forget what it was. He has spent it on something, like, somehow, but doesn't understand the money's gone. I don't know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, he gives it, he gives it to someone. I forget what, I don't remember. No, I remember what it is. He, um, uh, wrote down, um, the account number on, like, a piece of paper and lost it. And now doesn't understand why the money is gone. Clearly somebody has gone and taken all the money out of the account. <laughs> so he has no money to do it. And so he gets a bunch of... He gets five, four or five skeletons from the biology lab at school. Dresses them up. And Eli operates them as a puppet. And they play the band. And... With a lot of fog. <laughs> and the band then takes off. So that's like the first episode, like the second episode is Norm is going to interview the band for a music magazine. <laughs> Three Norm's big breakthrough. It makes no sense. Oh. It is so ridiculous. Uh, oh, man. I don't know why it's rated great. There's some funny bits in it, but it's like so absurd. Like everything is, the show's relatively grounded in some sort of reality, and then it just goes into. Was that, that's, uh, that's later. That's like towards that's the end. later, yeah. It's like it's, episode that's like, 11. That's like oh, episode 11. <laughs> it's like episode 11, or maybe, maybe that was when they started getting feedback. It's like, ah, we guys, let's, the guys hit, have gone. let's hit. Or that, maybe like, that was like one, like, guys, we're gonna go big. Yeah. We're gonna go big, see if that hits. Uh, <laughs> oh, and it man. was shortly after the studio saw that, they were like, no, we're done. This is no <laughs> We're good. done with this premise. What did Jason Bateman do between this and, and Arrested Development? Oh, uh, well, I mean, uh, Valerie's Channel? Uh, oh, he jumped no, to that. Hogan's, Hogan, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Then Hogan's, oh, right, right, right. That, yeah, yeah. He was whole... older for that, yeah. so I think that was like three or four years later. Okay, but then after that, he disappeared from us. And did he still like then movies? Then he disappeared for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. Arrested Development was his big comeback. Yep, yep. He's a he's an asshole treasure. Yeah, I thought you said asshole treasure. <laughs> he's an asshole treasure, which is also like I can see that too. Um, so must uh, my, who had the must see performance in this episode? The musty performance? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give it to Justine Bateman. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I, I love her performance in this. Mm-hmm. I think it is funny and sweet and has good timing. I think both of them have great timing. Uh, um, but for me, for, for a part, a character that sort of has to walk in with a character bit. Yeah. Uh, a bear and head. go through an arc. I can see her being a regular on this show, yeah, yeah. too. She never comes back. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't like, remember. I can yeah, I see her being in every that. episode. She's yeah. that memorable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll say Matthew. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, he yeah. is the titular mover of the He is the, the titular, issue. yeah. Must other people see this episode? Must they see this episode? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, if you're a Jason Bateman completist, 
<laughs> Definitely. And you've you, watched some if stuff. You, if you are a fan of Jason Bateman and you've never seen this... What are you doing? doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. is this better? Would you recommend watching the pilot or this? I mean, I would. I would recommend watching the pilot. I would not step into this. I think okay. the the pilot establishes. It does what a pilot's supposed to do. It does what the pilot's supposed to do. It, it sets it up. Um, I think it establishes the tone. Yeah. Well, that and better in the character and very quickly. Um, I don't think this played with what I think is fun in the pilot. Okay. Which is more of the Norm and him thing. Oh, yeah, because he's not really in this. And I think it's really episode two, which is when Norm becomes a um, substitute teacher for yeah. Matthew's class. Uh, it has an, it They play with that more. Interesting. Um, uh, yeah. I would say, I mean, yeah, this was fun. It, I like seeing these, like, lost shows. Um, yeah. And it was very interesting to see. It's just so really there. interesting to go back and watch, like, this didn't work. It didn't work. It suddenly seems so arbitrary, like yeah. what does work and what doesn't um, work. And that it did feel like, oh man, there were so many shows like that felt. Those were the type. These are the type of shows I definitely grew up with. Yeah, like that era, early eighties. Yeah, sitcoms. Um, they don't make them like that anymore. The different strokes, the Family Ties, the. Uh, yeah. Uh, so let's move on yep. to. From the big book of sitcoms. Oh, what do we do? So, this is a the great TV sitcom book by Rick Mitz, which is basically an encyclopedia of sitcoms that aired from 1949 to 1983. For reference, this book ends with Cheers' first season and saying <laughs> that it isn't sure if it's going to be a hit. Nice. So, so, I will flip through this, uh, tell me when to stop, and then we will discuss one of the capsule uh, reviews of great. a short-lived sitcom great. Uh, on the page. Uh, stop. Okay, so... <clears throat> ooh, 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 ooh. Well, there's one oh. I definitely want to talk about. So we're in the 68 to 69 season. So the ghost of Mrs. Muir, the good guys, and here's Lucy. Uh, there's the one yeah. I really want to talk about. Uh, which one do you want to talk about? Uh, which one? No, go with you. you well, the, the ghost of Mrs. Muir. Muir. I think we have to talk about the ghost of Mrs. Come Muir. Come on. Um, so, uh, so, the ghost of Mrs. Muir, which I... 100% I'm going to do. Usually these are ones that we are definitely never going to do because they, you can't find them. They are lost to time. Yep. Uh, this is one that is on YouTube and we will oh, do right. on this show. And, uh, listeners, you might be able to discern why. <laughs> uh, so this fantasy, this fantasy show in the tradition of Topper and Mr. Ed. What the fuck is Topper? Topper was a series of movies and maybe then also a TV show about a ghost. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, took place in a haunted house on Schooner Bay in New England, where Carolyn Muir, Hope Lang, yes. is trying to reconstruct her life after the death of her husband. She's a freelance magazine writer, and the cottage she's moved into is inhabited by the spirit of its 19th century owner, Captain Daniel Gregg, played by Edward Mulhair. The problem, you see, is that Captain Gregg died too soon and didn't get to complete his plans for the cottage. Mrs. Muir and her two cute kids... Jonathan, Harlan Carraher, and Candy, Kelly Flanagan, and their dog, Scruffy, disturb Greg's privacy. The captain tries to scare them off, especially Candy, who's sleeping in his bedroom, but they soon develop an amicable coexistence. Others in the, sh other <laughs> others in the show, Charles Nelson Riley as Claymore Greg, the captain's nephew and owner of the cottage, Retta Shaw as Martha, the Muir's housekeeper, and Dabs Greer as Nuri Coolidge, owner of the town lobster restaurant. 
The show ran on NBC until 1969, when it was transplanted to ABC, where it ran another year, based on the Gene Tierney Rex Harrison movie of the same name from 20 years earlier. So, uh, did you ever watch it? I maybe I've seen like an episode, like yeah. kind of picture in my mind. Um, I mean, it's a woman and her kids living with an old timey sea fisherman captain. Sea fisherman captain, yeah, I mean, like it is. It is <laughs> as absurd as it reads. It is and, like in my mind, I can picture it. Yeah. It is basically, it is the lost, uh, you know, the stool has three legs. Yeah. It is the other tripod of Bewitched and I Dream of Genie. Yes. Um, and it's gender swapped, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my memory is, ah, uh, well, I guess maybe it is very, I feel like it was a little less slapsticky. Yeah. Than I, I Dream of Genie and Bewitched. Yes. Um, because I've only seen the Christmas episode because, so, like, the reason that we are definitely going to do it on the show is because my, like, one of my all-time heroes, Charles Nelson Riley, really? this is his sitcom. Yeah. Like, this is the show that he did. Uh, yeah. like, and I love it. <laughs> and he, so I, every year at Christmas, I watch the Christmas episode, which is a, like, it's a, of course, it's a fucking um, Christmas carol. Yeah, yeah. Where's the ghost? And Charles Nelson Riley is Scrooge and uh, etc. It, it would have been more interesting to me if um, the ghost, the sea captain, was the Scrooge. Yeah. And ghosts came to talk to the ghost. <laughs> but it's, uh, we're definitely going to do it uh, at some point because I just want to talk about Charles Nelson Riley all the time because he's so good in this role. We don't get enough. Maybe we do. I don't know. We. We don't get people with, like, weird special powers or sitcoms. Like like that like that weird wave in the 60s. Yeah. The my, 60s are just nothing my, but weird. My uncle the Martian. Yeah. Uh, my mom the car. Like, it was literally like... <laughs> my mother the car. Just like, my favorite part it, it was just like, a thing <laughs> is a thing. Yeah. Uh, Ed. All these things which were just like... Here's a weird thing. Here's a talking horse. Here's, our Here. Here's a ghost. Here's a genie. Here's a witch. Here's a... We're going to throw it on a show. What would it be like to have those in the real world? I don't know. Well, here's a show. Uh, we don't... Here's Munsters, Adam's Family. Yeah. Uh, and even those had, like, worlds. Because yeah. there were so many of them. Yeah. It was focused on, like... Because uh, all of these are, like, straight person and the weird thing. Yeah. Uh, Reacting to the weird thing. Weird thing. thing. Uh, I mean, I guess... What is like that nowadays? I mean, I mean, Alf was kind of, but not really. Alf is, I mean, like, that's another, like, he's a family with yeah, a, and then the, your, like, your, what, your small wonder? Your small wonder, yeah. Kind um, of thing. Um, <laughs> God, do we have any of those anywhere close with where sitcoms? Like, it's I, so weird. Where I am, I'm a person, I'm interacting with a, yeah. a creature of some sort. <sighs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm sure I'm missing something. Because I mean, we've had the conversation that we haven't had a whole lot of genre sitcoms. Um, it's certainly not ones that have stayed around until Good Place. Yeah. It's like a long time since we've had a good one. Good Place has been the first in a long time. Yeah. I'm tr- it seems like for the last 20 years, all sitcoms, even the more absurd ones like Rest Development, are still grounded in, like, reality. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are no... There's no... Especially not in the base premise. Yeah, and, like, Dinosaurs is one I can think of. Like, that was in the 90s. Yeah. And that was, like, here's a show where they're all dinosaurs. Yeah, it's like... it's That's a heightened thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's, like, almost more... Yeah, I mean, that's such a heightened weird... Yeah, I don't know. But what I would... So, like, what else is there... 
like a leprechaun. <laughs> like I'm trying to think like, <laughs> what 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 what, like, you, what, what mythical like, creature I mean, has God, not have been. we not had one? We've not had a sitcom about a vampire. Yeah, I was going, I was about or, to say vampire would be yeah, fun. Yeah, or like a werewolf. A werewolf. Like uh, and just one werewolf, not yeah, like not, yeah, moms not a of vampire, were, yeah, sons yeah, not of a, werewolf, not a monster family. Um, they might have friends. I was gonna say Teen Wolf, but that was turned that was turned into a sexy MTV right, drama. Right, but like Teen Wolf could be a great sitcom. Um, yeah, it feels like weird that we have. Oh, we had. Oh, has it been like an alien one? Uh, I don't. I don't think there's. Kind of part of me thinks that like in the mid two thousands. There was. Well, I mean, there was Third Rock from the Sun, but again, that's the. No, well, still, yeah, like, that's that whole... is a heightened com. That's a heightened concept, at least. Right. Yes. But it, yes. Yeah. It kind of makes me think that there was uh, some sitcom, short, like half a season, and I could probably totally making this up. Uh, Mid two thousands, uh, alien, basically doing the immigrant story. It was like an alien who lived with people. So it was basically Al. But, like, <laughs> even, uh, but I could be totally wrong. Now I'm thinking I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm drawing. I'm drawing a blank. Drawing a blank. So uh, we need to well, reboot Ghost and Mrs. Mirror. Mirror, yeah. I'm honestly. Like, well, I'm not changing anything to that. It's still a sea captain. Honestly, like, like old man ghost sea captain it's, living in a like an old castle, like cottage. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine like Nick Offerman is a grizzle of ghost sea captain. Yeah. Get Billy Eichner yeah. as the Charles Nelson Riley character. Yeah. And Ugh. clearly it's going to be, she's turn. she has, like, it's a cottage that's now split to a duplex, and one half she's trying to make an Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, clearly that's what's happening now. These are the shows we need to revive. We yes. don't need to revive ones that were successful. We need to revive yeah, ones that didn't, didn't quite. The premise can be, can work. Yeah. Just keep. Get those rights keep for keep making cheap. the pitch. Just keep. Literally, what if I ever get a pitch with the studio, which is not going to happen? We're just taking that book, flipping through, pushing things. Yeah, this is it. And going, uh, <laughs> I've been rebooting this. Yeah, I would love to see Netflix do a universe of like their own uh, monster sitcom verse where uh, they relaunch Ghost of Mrs. Mirror, Bewitched, and I Dream of Genie at the same time. Oh, uh, all interconnected and all like barreling towards it is, it is Genie to do their witch. to the defenders. Yeah. Of, of, <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? I also uh, get like Mr. Ed. Like just yeah, read, like, uh, Don't you want to see the sitcom Avengers that's like a horse <laughs> a horse, a genie, a witch. witch. I mean two of those char- characters uh, are are not invincible. Like I know it's like G- they're, Genie and, uh, and Samantha are just almost like yeah, almost like, they have like reality uh, I mean, Samantha would often cut catch a disease or something where magic is yeah. crazy. But Genie was like Genie could do anything. But it's also like very naive, very and naive, whimsical, yeah, and yeah. like, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then the captain uh, Greg would be the captain, <laughs> the ghost, <laughs> and they would all drive around in the mother of the car. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Netflix contact Brett and I. I, yeah, I think this is good. We're on it. I think this is a good uh, universe. Great. Right. Um, yeah. So thank Great. you so much for coming Great. out and talking Delightful. about all Great. this weird shit. Um, where can people find you uh, on the internet if they want to talk specifically uh, about It's Your Move? Oh, uh, go, to, go to Twitter. Twitter's the easiest. Uh, the C.A. Scott. The C.A. Scott. Uh, all one word. Uh, that's Yeah, that's the only place I want to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> and that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Chris Scott, for dropping by and talking about It's Your Move with me this week. Next week, I will be discussing the nanny episode, The Cantor Show. 
The Cantor Show is in season three. It is episode 24 of The Nanny, and you can watch The Nanny on uh, DVD if you buy it on DVD. Or you can watch it on Logo where it's rerun, but it might be a couple weeks or a month or so before it gets around to season three. Just keep an eye out. Or maybe this is this episode is burning your memory and you can recall it beat by beat. Until then, I want to hear from you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at musthaveseentv or send them to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at musthaveseentv. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review in iTunes. And that is also how you can suggest an episode for me to watch. So leave a review, suggest an episode for me to watch, and I'll do that episode as long as it's from the 20th century and as long as I haven't done that episode already. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song is Patricia's Moving Picture by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to everyone for listening. And I'll see you next week on Must Have Seen TV. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.